This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. You have one new notification from Amazon Pay. It's that time of the year when brands offer their best discounts online and offline. Amazon Great Indian Festival starting 23rd September. Upgrade to latest electronics with amazing offers on Flipkart Big Billion Days. Carts and bags are full. It's a heavy checkout season. 40,000 crore rupees. That's how much Indians spent in just the first week of sale events hosted by Amazon, Flipkart, Meesho and other marketplaces. Indians really did shop with a vengeance this festive season. especially after consumer sentiment was muted for a large part of the year i allowed myself some extravagance too and finally bought the comfy memory foam mattress i had been eyeing for so long so what's in the online carts of other shoppers how much more are they spending over last year and how many shoppers are making their first online purchases on today's episode we log in to the online festive sales and we have some industry members and analysts to help decode the trends we speak to sanjay kothari associate partner at consultancy firm redseer strategy consultants redseer tracks these sales closely every year and comes out with its annual reports on the numbers we also speak to dhiresh bansal chief financial officer at e-commerce platform misho which has had a great run this season and we also have rishi vasudev founder and ceo at good brand labs an aggregator of d2c brands d2c or direct to consumer brands have become popular among online shoppers in recent months it's the 18th of october i'm mukta warrior from et prime and you're listening to our review of the online festive sales on the morning brief this has been a very busy festive season already and we are seeing a lot of interesting trends about 80 million shoppers placed orders across multiple e-commerce platforms in just the first week of the festive season this is a jump of 24% year on year and what is more interesting is that 65% of the shoppers are coming from the tier 2 plus cities and towns here are some shoppers we spoke to from across the country hi my name is varun and uh, i'm from kanpur my name is jayanta choudhary i live in guwahati this is swati from mysore noina shin durgapur west bengal i'm palak from mumbai i'm dr rohit the last two years of covid and repeated lockdowns had sapped much of my enthusiasm for retail therapy due to corona i didn't shop anything for more than two years but this year i made up for it all almost shopping with a vengeance This festive season actually I shopped a lot more than I usually do. Certainly I have shopped a lot this year in comparison to last two years. It's because I get great variety and that also at very reasonable prices. And last week I saw really good deals on the Amazon. So I got a couple of things from Amazon. One website is where I am very regular which is Meesho. The kind of products they offer and the pricing is very reasonable. I also got a lot from Meesho this time. I just compared the prices between Myntra and Meesho and the same dress on Meesho was for a very less price. This season primarily what I bought was clothing, footwear, few toys for my daughter. 
and this time I did most of my Diwali shopping online from makeup and skincare products to gifts for close family. This Diwali I also got a nice kurta for my wife. The last two weeks I went on a shopping spree and spent 27 grands. So this time I would have shopped for like 35 to 40,000. So that's pretty much it about what I shopped and how much I shopped. Clearly, people like Swati and Noyana have splurged in the online sales this festive season. I caught up with Sanjay Kothari of Red Seer to dive into the numbers in their report. Sanjay, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I wanted to ask you if you can tell us, of the 80 million shoppers, how many made their first purchases online this season? And if you can also tell us about the demographic spread of the shoppers as well as the share of the gross merchandise value or GMV from smaller towns. Sure. Thanks for having me, Bugda, on the show. Earlier, pre-COVID, Metro and T2 cities used to dominate the GMV and the shopper share. Now, T2 and beyond cities dominate both the GMV and the shopper share. And we must also realize that uh, the penetration of online retail is still very low in T2 plus markets. So yes, obviously, you will see a lot T2 as markets contributing more to the shopper as well as GMB growth this festive as well as in the next couple of years as well. So out of all the shoppers that shopped online, T2 was contributing to more than 65%. Therefore, the maximum addition of the users would also have happened from the T2 cities. And in our view, I think what we have looked at is around 7 to 10 million new shoppers were added during this festive season, out of which, as I said, 75 to 80% of the shoppers were from T2 cities. So that's from the Red Seer report. Another recent report by Bain & Company and Flipkart stated that the online shopper base in India will increase to around 450 million by 2027, up from around 190 million as of 2021. Well, at this rate, India will soon have more e-commerce users than the United States and will be second only to China, the world's largest e-commerce market by number of users. In fact, in the United States, online retail sales have tapered off from the pandemic highs and several players such as Amazon and Walmart held early festive sales this year, mainly to reignite the slowing sales as well as to clear excess inventory as consumer demand fell through the year. But how much are new shoppers in India spending and what are they buying? I spoke to Misho CFO Dhiresh Bansal to see the trends on the platform. Misho is already off to a great start this festive season. You've already had two back-to-back sales and the numbers that you're reporting are really strong. In fact, in the first sale that kicked off on September 23rd, you've seen 3.34 crore orders in just the five days of the sale event. And that's a big number. And in fact, what's really interesting is that 60% of all the orders came from tier 4 plus cities. So you're really going into the Bharat market, as they call it. And that's really been Misho's focus as well, because we've seen that Amazon and Flipkart were uh, the first to capture the first wave of online shoppers. And you are going into the tier four plus markets. And we are seeing a lot of new shoppers coming in from these markets. So tell us about your strategy there and how are these festive sales helping you? Sure. Thank you, Mukda, for having me on on this podcast. And uh... Yeah, no, I think the numbers on the festive sales are pretty mind-boggling and we are quite happy to kind of achieve some of those. Like you said, I think for us, the focus has been on making sure that we are 
able to kind of expand the horizons on e-commerce in the country. And it's not just a city kind of led expansion. We have seen sort of growth in across tier one, tier two, beyond kind of cities. It's more, I would say, people who are kind of budget conscious, people from the middle class and lower income kind of households who shop and who find opportunities where otherwise things were kind of unaffordable for them have started becoming more affordable. And obviously the selection that is possible to be shown online is much wider as well. I asked Sanjay about another interesting aspect of the Red Seal report. The spend per online shopper increased only marginally by 3% during the festive week, which means while more shoppers came in, the individual spends did not see a big growth. This is what he had to say. Yes, I think the last quarter was slightly muted when you talk about people spending not just online but offline as well. But mid-August and early September, we saw some signs of uh, you know customer spending as well as the inclination to spend online rising. There could be a couple of reasons with the inflation easing, with people being more confident about purchasing certain products. I think uh, as well as uh, what we see from our own consumer service, people waiting to buy either mobile phone or large electronics, etc. So yes, we saw a good improvement in the consumer sentiment as well as inclination to spend. Now, when people from T2 markets generally shop, the first thing that they do in terms of spend per user is typically look at lower ASP items like fashion, like home and kitchen and other low ASP categories. Because that tends to be the first choice for people who are new to e-commerce or starting their online uh, purchase journey. So naturally, their spend for those customer new customers would be low. Second, I think online purchase for T2 market is yet to go mainstream. While people have started purchasing fashion as a product online, people wait for festive to buy mobile phones, etc. online. It has to go mainstream because the penetration is much lower than Metro NT1. So the online spend per shopper from T2 markets will continue to be low. The second important point in the whole discussion is looking at the category mix. So if you take a step back and look at how online categories have evolved, You'll see mobiles and electronics used to contribute to more than 70-75% of the GMV pre-COVID. But now you see a, a lot of democratization of categories with lower ASP categories like fashion, as I said, home and kitchen, increasing their share. So that all these three factors put together has led to the slightly marginal increase during the festive week. Dinesh, that brings me to the average selling price or ASP on Misho. We know that Misho focuses more on the lower ASP items. But if you can give us a sense of what the ASP has been during the festive sales, because some of the sellers we have been speaking to who sell on Misho in the home category, fashion category, they seem to suggest that it's the 300 rupees and 500 rupees items that are really selling more. So if you can just give us a sense of what the ASP has been uh, on Misho this festive season. Sure. So, Mukda, the ASP has been pretty similar for the platform across festive season and even before that. So, there hasn't been much change, I would say, in that sense. Like you rightly said, I think we are focused on kind of serving the more budget-conscious kind of customer base. And the typical kind of average order values in that segment tend to be in the, let's say, between the 300 to 500 rupee kind of mark for categories outside of electronics. and that's. That's kind of where we are as well. One of the most interesting aspects of these online festive sales is tracking the leaderboard. 
who cornered the maximum share of the customer's pocket and who sold the most number of products. Well, this year, the pecking order seems to have changed. Retsio has highlighted that SoftBank-backed Misho has overtaken Amazon in terms of order volumes. The report says Misho took a 21% market share in order volumes across e-commerce platforms, only behind the Flipkart group, which saw 49% of all online orders. Of course, Amazon has disputed these numbers, but let's see what Retsio's Sanjay has to say about what helped Misho leave Amazon behind in terms of order volume. Yes, I think it's not just about Misho, it's about all the retailing platforms looking at T2 as a market, right? What Misho has been able to do slightly differently is take uh, e-com to the masses. When I say to the masses, specifically on value products, right? With people from T2 cities actually want to buy. So these could be lower ASP items like fashion, uh, not necessarily branded products. Items like your home and kitchen, uh, you know, home decoratives home furnishing items, right? So this is where I think they have been able to make good inroads is uh, making sure that what people want to buy from uh, from the re cities are put online, right? Apart from that, I think all the platforms have started focusing T2 as a market. So you see a lot of focus on T2 markets, a lot of focus on affordability constructs, a lot of focus on value commerce per se. All right. So you're saying the tier two demand really drove uh, the demand for Misho. But when it comes to GMV, of course, it's the Flipkart group and Amazon, which still continue to dominate. They have about 90% of the overall share of GMV during the festive sales. And the other platforms have about 12%, including Misho. Now, of course, coming to the point that Amazon has disputed the report, and this is not the first time that they've taken objection to Retsio's market share data. And the spokesperson says that Retsio did not reach out to them for any kind of information or inputs. So if you can clarify that for us, and if you can tell us what your methodology is when it comes to collecting the information, what are your channel checks? Do you speak to the sellers, logistics players for your data? If you could just clarify that for us. Sure. I wouldn't specifically comment on uh, you know what one particular player has said. We make sure that we reach to all major players and we make sure that we encourage all major players to engage specifically for the festive sale. So that answers probably the question uh, one. Question two on methodology is what we can comment on it, what we can assure is a robust methodology that includes various elements of big data, a lot of historic data and trend lines. We have been tracking this industry for seven years now. So obviously we understand the pulse of the industry we speak, end up speaking to a lot of consumers, a lot of sellers, logistic partners, etc. So uh, it is a robust methodology and obviously we keep interacting with industry folks to make sure our view is, is wholesome and uh, with qualitative insights. I asked Dhiresh if Misho keeps track of the leaderboard too. We don't keep a leaderboard for sure. I think these things are incidental at best. The number of orders, I think, on the platform continues to increase and that is... You know, even at 6% penetration in e-commerce, we are far, far behind, let's say, where other markets are, right? So, for example, China is at 35% penetration of e-commerce. Some of the other kind of developing markets within Southeast Asia, etc., are 20% plus. So, we are far behind where we ought to be in terms of number of orders, for example, that happen on e-commerce. And our real kind of goal is to kind of make more and more people transact on e-commerce versus kind of offline. 
So the comparison in that sense would be ultimately to the offline sales versus kind of the online sales. Are you looking to compete with Amazon Flipkart when it comes to, if not the GMV, but the order volumes? I would say in terms of GMV, yes, our ASPs are lower. But also the interesting comparison to draw is that the some of the larger kind of ASP categories like electronics or large electronic appliances, smartphones, etc. are also, I would say, low to negative kind of margin categories. So not necessarily something which is kind of a mainstay or focus for us at this stage. But at an appropriate time, we'll, we'll kind of explore if this is a possibility as well. No, so, Dine, so you're suggesting that you would look to get into the mobile phone categories, the electronic categories, which are, of course, higher ASPs, but depending on how the margins work out for you? That's right. So I think our aim would be to first make sure that we, we are able to work out uh, a model within which we are able to uh, have reasonable margins in these categories and only then kind of enter those depending on customer demand. And, you know, Dinesh, the differentiator for Misho so far has been, you know, the lower ASP items and focus on the tier 2, tier 4 plus markets. But we are seeing that Flipkart and Amazon are also aggressively targeting customers in these markets, you know, going with lower ASP items. And in fact, Flipkart has launched Shopsy as well. How are you looking at competition when it comes to your core areas and especially because we understand that Misho has been on a cash conserving journey over the last few months. How is that playing out given the competition and given the marketing that these platforms are doing for the festive sales? How are you balancing your cost plus getting the market share? So I think very fair question, Mukda. So I think let me sort of set some context here. If you look at the first six months of this year, we have kind of been the most downloaded shopping app globally. So we have had about 190 million downloads of our app in India versus, let's say, the number two, number three, number four apps, which are kind of present across multiple markets. And this has kind of happened at the same time while we have kind of become more efficient with our cost spends, etc. So I think we are seeing two impacts. Right, One is the overall market has become more efficient. So Every dollar spent now on marketing, be it on, let's say, digital side or TV side, is yielding to more. We have also become more efficient in figuring out which are the best channels to kind of do that. And as a result, while being on sort of cash flow optimization path, we have been able to continue to be top of mind for our customer base. And, you know, it has been a mix of both organic pull, word of mouth, as well as us becoming more optimum with kind of our marketing as well. Big billion sales and big billion volumes this festive season. But let's also talk about the ugly side of e-commerce and that is the big billion returns. Like in every festive sale, this year too, the sector has seen a spike in product returns, order cancellations, fake orders and more such issues. Flipkart recently faced customer backlash for cancellations on iPhone bookings. And several customers also took to social media to complain of getting wrong products. And of course, there's the bane of all e-commerce players, product returns. Here's what a few shoppers had to say. So generally what I used to do was that if suppose I'm buying shoes and I like two of them, so I used to order both of them. And then once the shoes arrive, 
then i would keep one and return the second one but this was one thing which i realized when i started shopping for misho that the return was not that uh, easy like the pickup used to take a lot of time secondly like many times it was promised that you will be given a refund in a week's time but after a week is over i was following it up for small small amounts so actually i find that one drawback with misho so in terms of returns yes i did face couple of issues i think it's getting really difficult even on amazon there was this uh, kurta that i bought for my husband which i wanted to return i mean we placed the return but i didn't get the money back nor there was any uh, you know return agents coming to my door so we had to make a couple of calls like for uh, we were afraid that the 30 day time period would be over so we had to like constantly keep calling them and when there were like two days left that's when an agent came in and picked it up that was really sad so yeah that's the issues that i faced with returns all right sanjay so overall there were 40000 crore rupees worth of sales during the first week of the festive sales this year across multiple e-commerce platforms but this number that you've cited in the report is a gross number it doesn't include product cancellations product returns etc will you be able to highlight uh, what the trends have been around cancellations product returns so yes we see this every year happening right when people uh, take to social media to say their product was order was cancelled or higher amount of returns etc and this is a general phenomena each festive right you see slightly higher higher than normal cancellation returns due to varied reasons it could be increase in demand it could be logistic issues it could be sellers unable to fulfill demand etc given that the return window is still open i think it's slightly earlier for us to comment on cancellations because people generally have 10 to 15 days to return the products but yes i think the overall trend has been very similar to previous years as well we see a lot of higher than normal cancellations higher than normal returns Dinesh, we understand that Misho has a high rate of product returns. If you can give us a sense of that, especially during the festive sales, what are the trends you are seeing around product returns? And especially because apparel is a big focus area for you, and apparel usually does see about twenty to thirty percent of returns. So, if you could tell us a little bit more about that and how Misho is looking to handle the situation. Sure, I think the return sort of question I would divide into two parts. one is a question when a product is delivered to a customer and then they either dislike the product or kind of have other reasons for returning the product and comes back to the seller on the platform i think there if you look at the numbers there is a fairly high correlation between what's the price of the product and their return kind of percentage as well our numbers are generally on the lower side of this return if you call it there is another side of this which is i would say rtos or failed deliveries as they are called which is let's say if a customer is not at their residence when the order is being delivered or they have kind of changed their mind so on and so forth and that number i think has been kind of is different for let's say a tier 3 tier 4 kind of market versus a metro tier 1 market and now it's a constant journey uh, that kind of happens on this front so i think overall i would say that the return plus failed delivery number for us and the industry is kind of in that 20 30% area 
which is kind of becoming better with every passing kind of quarter. What we have seen not just this festive season but over the last year is a rise of the D2C or the direct to consumer brands. These are brands built from the ground up by entrepreneurs who market, sell and ship their products directly to the consumer. And these are brands you see across categories: fashion, beauty, nutrition, jewelry, home items and much more. And many have grown to be household names. The Moms Co to Mama Earth Boat to Bevakuf, Chaios to Chumbak. And of course, it did play out even during the festive sales. In fact, we saw several leading e-commerce marketplaces also pushing and promoting D2C brands this time. I spoke to Rishi Vasudev, co-founder of D2C Aggregator Goat Brand Labs, which has 16 D2C brands in its portfolio across fashion, home and beauty. Rishi, you of course are a veteran when it comes to e-commerce. You've been the head of fashion at Flipkart for several years, and of course, at that time, you were part of the organizing of these festive sales that we are seeing on different marketplaces. This time, a lot of the brands that you've acquired at Goat Brand Labs are, you know, participating in the festive sales. So you've, you're looking at it from the other side. If you can tell us what are the trends you are seeing so far in the festive season. How are D2C brands performing in terms of GMV, volumes, category mix? If you can give us some uh, highlights from the season. Yeah, thanks, Mukda, for having me here. It is an interesting time for me personally, having been on the other side for many years, and this time seeing the brands uh, make the best of the festive sales on the various platforms. A lot of effort really goes in uh, into preparation for these sales. So we had prepared in line with uh, what the platforms were doing. we had close interactions with all the platforms looked at what are the categories that they are pushing for and uh, happy to share that we have fantastic numbers uh, during the big billion day and the gif events we had various brands uh, spiking from 5 to 9x of revenues that they do in normal period so that way we had a very good start to the festive season and thanks to all the efforts that the platforms put in you know one interesting trend uh, we have seen over the past several festive seasons is the rise of the online shopper in the tier 2 plus cities and towns and it's the same this year in fact uh, you know most of the new shoppers also this time are from tier 2 plus cities but is d2c still a metro phenomenon if you can tell us what is the share that you are seeing from tier 2 plus towns and cities and whether the penetration for d2c brands has increased over the last few months yeah one of the advantages of e-commerce is that you know it is very democratic and even if you are promoting those brands through various media especially digital media you are reaching out with these trends to customers across metros tier 1 tier 2 cities we have a 60 40 uh, percentage 60% from metros and 40% coming from the other towns there is a slight bias as well because a lot of these brands are premium and workwear so which is uh, which largely sells in the uh, metros uh, but you know 60 40 is a healthy ratio and we believe that as the penetration of these brands go into more and more towns this would be probably 50 50 in the coming year so those were some of the highlights from the festive season so far Non-metro consumers clearly led the online shopping game. Misho rode this wave of online shopping from smaller towns. 
Of course, this year online portals also had to compete with offline stores as consumers are indulging in the physical shopping experience after lockdown restrictions had hampered offline shopping during the pandemic. Some post-pandemic trends also played out across categories such as fashion, which saw a nearly 50% jump in sales from the previous year as work from office and travel returned this year. E-commerce players are also set to host multiple sale events this festive season to lap up consumer demand for discounts and bargains in the face of rising inflation. Will consumers further loosen their purse strings in the rest of the festive period? Well, I personally have a few things on my shopping list I'm still to check off. But whether I want to buy them online or offline is a decision I'm yet to make. That's it for today. This is your host Mukta Varier on the Morning Brief the official podcast of the Economic Times. This episode was produced by Sumit Pandey with creative inputs from Anirban Chaudhary. Sound designer Indranil Bhattacharjee and executive producers Anupriya Bahadur and Adijit Barman. Do share this episode if you liked it. And listen to new episodes of The Morning Brief every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday on all your favorite listening platforms. Amazon Music, Ghana.com, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. the economic times website and of course our very own audio platform et play we will keep up with festive trends through the next few episodes as well wishing you a great festive season from the entire team of the morning brief keep listening and keep shopping all clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners credits are mentioned in the description <laughs>